I got some chocolates for you too. Yeah, I want to see the stars from the shaman. All right, let's do it. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. I just have to say it before going to state. Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah, you just work out the fucking. Here we go. Listen free to Hot Boxing, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. If you love the show, share it with a friend, and don't forget to leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. And Mike, we got another Mike in the house. Yeah, a new kind of nigga, too. He just came on the scene. Michael Blackson, welcome to the Hot Box, my hey, brother. Fuck us. How are you, my nigga? Ah! I'm good, man. It's good to How see you, Tyson. I'm doing great, man. Life is good. So tell me, man, what was the first movie you did? Was that the first movie with the fucking um, with Mike Epps? Mike Epps, that was my first break, really? man. Next that Friday, break? yes. Shout out to Ice Cube for giving me my break, man. It was next Friday. One scene, that scene made me so fucking popular, man. You know, it gave me a lot of... I started to live your life. I got a lot of bitches, man. You got some pussy? Yeah, I got a lot of pussy off, that, off my one scene. <laughs> That's incredible, right? What, the pussy or the, the one scene? No, the pussy. Yeah, the pussy is incredible. <laughs> that was my big break, man. And the, the thing about it, I was I was raised in Philly. So when I was when I did that movie, I was in Philly. I took, like, I didn't tell nobody I was in a movie, you know. So I just took, like, different bitches to watch the movie. And every time they tell me the screen, they went crazy. And then I fucked them that night. Really? Fuck. Yeah, man. The power of television and movies, man, just, it made me much cuter. Nah, it just makes you more acceptable. I believe I know you now. It's <laughs> an illusion. It is. It's an illusion. That is true. Damn. I never thought about that. We most, most, most human beings live our lives off of an illusion. Illusion of ourselves. You know? Damn, that's why I have two bitches in my room right now. That's, illusion. You're amazing. You're amazing. You have two women in your room waiting for me. You should have brought them down here for they can see you talk. And, and they would have made them even more acceptable. Yeah. Hanging with you. Exactly. Just hang out, brother. Yo, Eric, go grab them bitches. Bring them don't back ever, here. Don't ever, um, like don't ever be afraid to be yourself. You never lie to them. You never lie to women. I had to learn that in life. Don't ever lie to them. If you're a player, tell them the truth. Yes, oh, definitely. That's you what be, I do. I've you'd been be single. surprised what the truth will get you. That is you'd so be so fucking. Everybody's afraid of the truth, but you'd be surprised what the truth will get you. I could, you know, I think women been lied to so much that once they find a person they feel is honest, they just pretty much. I don't know. We don't. We don't know what happened to every woman in the world. That's our first mistake to think that we know their problems. Mm. We don't know nothing about them. Mike, will you hand me that lighter? Oh yeah. Thank you. We guys smoking. We smoking weed. You have bro. crack. Why don't we just go all out, motherfucker? No, we don't do that. No, we don't do that uh, shit. We, we we have an urge to improve ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> right. to just improve ourselves. <laughs> but that was my break. Next Friday, after that, I, um, after that, I pretty much I did a lot of road work. You know, after I did the movie, all of a sudden everybody wants to book me. So I was going on the road making money. I went from making like five hundred dollars a show to like twenty five hundred dollars. Things got really yeah, good. When you got twenty five hundred, shit, I really was. You felt like fuck, oh, I felt like right? man, I was saving money, and then I'm like, I you know, know, it was great. And then, um, and then after that, I got a lot of independent work. I did some work with Master P. We did a couple of movies together. All Master P movies. This is how he shoot his movies. With fucking feel like he just. This, this how Master P shoot his movie. Action. Just like that. Cut. Hello. Hold up. Motherfucker, you fucking up my film. 
Okay, call me back. Action. No, no, it just it just felt that way. It wasn't with the phone. You know, but Pete just let me do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. So it was a lot of fun. I did. Where you from, Michael? Origin from Ghana, Liberia. Um, you know, half and half. Um, came to the states. Doing when you were, when you was the man, I came to the states in the late eighties. Really? I, in fact, you know what's so crazy? In nineteen eighty nine, yeah, around eighty nine or so, I was in I was living in Newark, New Jersey. You was a twenty two year old boxer. You came. To, I was at, I was freshman in high school, Barringer High in Newark. You came to the school. I did. You did, man. Fuck. You was knocking niggas out back then like crazy. Shit. You still What'd knocking you say them to up? the kids. Yeah, what the fuck did I say at the Yeah, God, time? man. You was like, Mike Ty- you came to our school, man. It was, just, it was like starstruck, man. It was crazy. I remember that. I'm, like, it was like, that must have been Larry- 30 years ago. Larry Hazard, your president, I mean, your principal. At Barringer? You knew about Barringer? Larry Hazard. I don't remember who the principal was. He probably was. asked me to come there. Larry Hazard. For real. Did you, did you, why did, did you go to Barringer? Why was that? I went there probably to talk to some kids. How do you remember the name of the principal? Um, cause he was a commissioner in the boxing too. So, oh, um, maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Side job was principal at Barringer High School. Barringer High in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. That was my first high school. Then I came to Philly and did eleven and twelfth grade, and then just made Philly a home. What was Philly like? Uh, besides the freaking shooting they just had the other day, Philly was yeah, cool. Yeah, they're pretty wild. I remember shooting Philly. My first really inclination with Philly is when I remember those cops. Dropped all that shit on the people and blew up those oh, yeah, strange yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, that um, that Muslim sect, the people. Was it that the one, the, the lady, right? Yeah, they really they nasty. blew up the whole. They, yeah, I the think whole they burned block. it down or something. Yeah, they, they killed everybody. I believe. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The move, that's called move, right? Yes, move. Damn, that was like that's my ooh. first experience in Philadelphia. Ninety and the news. Yeah, the, the government good. The, the governor was good, or the mayor was good at the time, and he. Had Dropped all that explosive on the building and killed everybody. Yeah, burned Kills everybody. <laughs> no, Philly. Let me tell you how. When we moved to Philly back in the day, you know, my Newark, Jersey was very rough for us. You know, you, everything was expensive in Jersey. You know, and we, by the time we got to Philly, Philly was yeah. so much cheaper. Philly's cheaper than New Jersey. Yes. Are you serious? Man, my mother. We had a three bedroom row house. Three hundred fifty dollars a month. Nineteen eighty nine. Then, huh? Nineteen eighty nine. My I mother. Philly had some money. No, that what I'm saying Philly. But I mean that same place right now probably costs a thousand dollars. It was like in the hood, hood. Fucking. But Philly. I was just happy to have my own fucking room. I had really? Like, yeah, I, I was tired of sleeping on the couch in Jersey because we could only afford like one bedroom. It was like, my mom. It was me and like my sisters. But Philly was Philly kind of changed my life. If it wasn't for Philly, I would not be here right now talking to you. Because awesome. Philly definitely made me a comic. So I'm all Philly guy. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Sixers. I'm a Flyer. I'm, even if they had a fuck. Is that your wife from Philly? I'm not married. But I was married. I married to a lady from Philly. I have a son who's 21 through my wife. Who married a very, I, married, I married a very young age, like 23, and got divorced two years later. And then I dated after that. And right now, I'm just, I've been single for a year and a half, and I don't want, I don't want a relationship anymore. I just want to be single. No, can't take it no more? I can't take it anymore. I'm better off just, you know, just having. How come? What is it that you want that a relationship won't give you? Other bitches. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel a certain No, no, no. It's not that. It's like, you know what it is? I mean, even when I had a good girl, I, I might just have a problem. I might have a dick control problem, you know. And I mean, I'm not young. I'm like 
you know, I'm I'm up there, but still, I just cannot just settle down. I, I'm happy you can, alone. You just don't want to. Right? You can't. You I don't could. want to. You I just don't want, want to. to. I'm, That's what I, I, don't, I, I made be, an excuse for me. Why did I make an excuse that I'm just not ready, ready to settle down? I always made excuses for it. Yeah. I just don't want to. I just I, I like the peace of mind of being my, you know, doing what I want to do. Would I have to answer to anybody? You know, relationship. You have to think about. You have to think about their feelings too. It's too much thinking. I don't want to think about somebody else. That's what we all do. We all say we don't want to answer to nobody. Then we get married. You know, I don't want to answer nobody. Then we get married. When do we get ready to answer to somebody? Do we, do we take that step and say, "Well, let me try to answer to this person"? You know, I don't want to answer. No, I'll only answer that? to God. That's it. Then why we married the wife? Because she's pretty much God's status to our, to in our relationship, our wife. You know, we don't worship her or anything, but we know um, our main objective is to make sure she's, she's cool good, and the yeah. kids are cool. Yeah. I have kids, but, I mean, I love my children, you know. For some reason, it's like if a woman were in a state, the longest relationship I've had is women I didn't have kids with. For some reason, once we had a kid, and it was like it was over. Why did you feel, do you feel, um... Why do you feel it's over? Kids are fucking cock blockers. These little niggas are in the way most of the time. Really? Yeah, kids are in the fucking way. Why don't you get a hotel room get somebody to, get somebody to babysit? <laughs> <laughs> that is true, but I'm like, you know, I don't know what it is. Something about like even my wife, when we had our son, it was over. Uh, even I had twin boys, you know, with this one chick, and we tried to, we broke up. We, we found, she finally was we broke up, and then she finally she was pregnant. I'm trying to make it work. When the kids came, I love my kids to death, but it was the combination of the children and her all together was listen, not. Listen, listen. This is not something you can you can um, prepare for. You know what I mean? You, there's no way you prepare for this stuff. So that's the way we make excuses why it never worked out. It didn't work out because I, it was so overwhelming to me. I wasn't prepared for it at this mm-hmm. time. I'm still not prepared. Now you think not? And you know what? I I want my kids to come and be with me, but like, I think it's is every parent need a break at times. Everybody need a break once in a while. If them load, if that's the understanding you have with us, a baby. This weekend, I have to. Yes, I'm a I'm a stay at the hotel this weekend, and you take care. That of might me. work, you know. Yeah, but, it might work. You work something out. It's all about um working stuff out. What what do you call that? Compromising, right? It's all about compromising. Yeah. I mean, right now, I think the, the woman I will marry have to, like, physically fall from the sky from God. God got to drop this bitch down on my car. Why do like, you feel you deserve that type of bitch? Because I don't know. I'm the shit, motherfucker. I hear you. <laughs> That's a good reason they have that yeah, woman. Man. I mean, I have a lot. I have, <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, have, I have a lot to bring to the table, you know. I mean, I've I worked hard my whole life, you know. And you got to bring more than pussy, you know. You have to bring something. So I've worked hard and I have a lot to bring besides okay. giving. Plus, don't forget the bladder infection being an African. You have a bladder infection? I'm giving up bladder infections. Why is that? I have a big ass dick. That's because, oh, Ramrod. Yeah, yeah Ramrod. Ramrod. Oh, God. We're Ramrod is on the set with us. So who you want to fuck in, in, um, your, in your, your circle? Beverly Hills, Hollywood, whatever. Ah, man. You know what? They're, they're not like it was back in the day. It's not like... Well, well, wait. Who there was nobody. Somebody, come on, say, it, man, be cool. You, you too. You're a tough guy. You, you know, you're not afraid. Talk to who you want to fuck. Tell him you want to fuck him. I want to try something different. I want to fuck like a 50 year woman. Now I want to try that. Why do you think 50 is going to be stimulating? 
Why would they you just, think anything 50 would be good if you can have... I've never tried it. I've been fucking these young women, you know, 25, and 30. And you tell me, you think, wanna, you think you've been fucking young girls, 25, and you think you're going... You're going um, you're going up a level in pleasure by going to, with a fifty-year-old. I don't know. I'm just want. I'm curious. Okay, I hear you. What's the oldest you ever fucked? I'm curious. The, uh, oldest, the oldest woman you ever been with? I don't know. I'm sure it's probably fifty, right? But how old were you? Me? How old were you when you fucked a fifty-year-old? Do you remember? I don't know. I must have been twenty. Damn. No, I have to test it out, you know. Yeah, you test this famous stuff out and see if this stuff is right. Like I guess that's what you're going for. You're gonna say this shit real, this famous shit real. People feeling me is pussy be is that easy to get? You know, you get to share diseases yet? Oh, of course, man. Come on. If you know, yeah, you ain't burnt yet. Get your life together. Yeah, you, you get, yeah, yeah I've been burned. I've been burned a few times. I, th- I might burn it right now. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not. No, but I'm not. it's okay if you are. You can I'm not. Help. I'm not. It's like when you get older. As you get older, more mature, you kind of like, you don't know how to avoid being burnt till you've been burnt. So once you get burnt, you learn your lesson and you know what to look for. I became my own fucking OBGYN, motherfucker. How'd that work out? <laughs> it's been good. I mean, burning a couple of years. I'm good. Dick's not on fire. Yeah, thank God. I mean, you know, no fucking shots in the ass for two years. That's good. So do you remember anything about Africa? Oh, yeah, I go home every year. Yeah. I was just home last November. I hosted an African Music Award. Proud day, but knows who you are over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm I'm like the Eddie Murphy. Really? Yes. Oh, that's incredible. You know, because the, the thing about any foreigner, man, to get recognized in the world, they feel like you have to be recognized in America first. America kind of like signifies everything. Really? Yeah. Everybody try to make it in America. I mean, even right now, the big... You know, a lot of our Afrobeats artists are they making noise in America because they know to be a star, America has to know who you are. So I'm like that first person that like you know came to America and made it as a comic. So now they all look up to me, and I'm you know, yeah. So they show me love. All right. So what do you do about getting new material? How do you find new material? Um, everyday life with a little bit of exaggeration. My stuff a little bit, slightly exaggerated. But I go with some life life stories, you know. Um, I remember when I first started, I talked a lot about just coming from Africa and just how the kids made fun of me, you know. Because the crazy thing, you know, when I came to America, this is really weird, but I had no idea I was dark-skinned until I got here. Really? Yes. I had no idea because we never saw complexion back home. You know, things are different now. Complexion is something big here, then it's not... Oh, it's big here. Like, I mean, I know when I came to America in the late 80s, like... People comparing each other, like, who's light, who's dark? We never saw that. I didn't realize I was dark-skinned until I came here. You know, I was like, this guy was like, you black? I said, of course, we are black. He said, no, nigga, you black as shit. Well, you know, in America, we were programmed to hate ourselves. Yes. Yeah. They called me every dark name. This One guy told me I look like under the bed. That's dark as fuck, man. <laughs> That's this, okay, man. One guy told me I look like I have no bright ideas. They told me the difference between me and midnight is 11.59. They said when God said let there be light, I was out of town. They told me every That's time true. I wear a wife beater, I look like a skunk. They told me Stevie Wonder sees me every day. That's dark as fuck. Stevie don't see shit. How do you know? I'm sure he sees things. Oh, my God. I think he's blind, the man. Blind see things as well. Oh, they see spirits. They see what we can't see. 
They say he sees me. They say they think he just see dark. So that's why they say he sees me. Oh no, black is beautiful. It's very beautiful. I mean, want, I want now. I want to get darker. That's probably not possible. <laughs> <laughs> As we head into the back half of the NFL season, it's always a bittersweet moment. It's hard to believe half the season's over. But the good news is there is even better football on the horizon. The NFL playoff push, college football playoff arguments, and soon enough, bowl season. So if you're looking to get excited, make BetDSI.com your betting partner. That's right, Mike. And it couldn't be any easier because new members at BetDSI Get 100% bonus match using promo code Tyson101. Whoa, that's pretty awesome, man. You can use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. And who couldn't use a little extra cash? Make a little bread while watching TV. They have the fastest payouts in the industry. Simply play, win, and get paid. Wow. New members get 100% bonus match using promo code Tyson101. That's double your money to start winning today. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code Tyson101 and get this limited time 100% bonus offer to get yourself paid. Don't need a game until you bet it. BetDSI. When I, when when I came to America back in the you know late eighties nineties whatever, it wasn't about dark. It wasn't about Africa. People were not proud about their their heritage. You know everybody was Elder Barge era, Michael Jackson, Bleach, Light Skin, this and that. People were not didn't people didn't was they made fun of everything that was different back then. Now everybody's looking for identity. You know now it's cool to be African now. And it, yeah. I think it started off with Barack Obama becoming president that opened the door. And then the next biggest thing after that was the movie Wakanda. <laughs> now everybody was curious about Africa, you know. And I think now, and now the music. So now, I think God said it's time. It's the time now to be African. So it couldn't have been a better time. Oh no! You think God thinks about us? Yeah, of course, man. I think you think we exist he waste, to God? Yeah, God. I think God just everybody has their time to shine. Really? It's our time to shine. So you think God would say, "Listen." For instance, I got seven billion people on this planet. I think this guy right here is gonna be a cool guy to, to shine. <laughs> yes, yeah. guys like Mike Blackson. This is your time to be a star. I've been telling jokes for twenty four years. Things has really been popping the last five years for me. You know, so God, I think God says your time now. Yeah. So, what did you think your purpose is then? Oh man, my purpose is to open the doors for other for other. You know, people let people know, especially people in my village, kids that like that came from nothing, that you could become something. I came to America. We lived in shelter homes, was homeless. You know, I had the same stories. We all went through that. Yeah, but this is interesting too. This is what. How do you get a guy from Africa and tell him you can do it too? How do How does it work? How did he get from Africa? Well, because they, they they watch a person like me. They know my story, and it's like he's he could do it. You know, you could do it too. It, 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 you know, and how do you get it? How do you get here? You, how do you get on a plane and you get to America? How do you get money to get on a plane? Uh, well, my mother. My mother was an evangelist. She traveled the world preaching the gospel. And some church members invited her down, and that's how she brought us. And then after we came, there was a civil war in Liberia where we were. And then once that civil war hit, we, we couldn't go back. And that's how we were able to get status to stay in America. 
you know, and it was rough. My mother had to get a job at McDonald's and make $50 a week. I mean, we lived off a fucking Big Mac for a fucking few months, you know. So it was tough, but my story, I think, could open the doors for any other African kid that's, you know, because I, I, I go home to Africa and I go to the little village where I was born and I see the same things. I'm like, God, that was me 30, 40 years ago, you know. And I'm like, you know, and one thing about the least I could do is give these kids a dream because America is not where the dream is. You could become successful in anything and anywhere. You don't necessarily have to come to America to become successful, you know. So just I'm, I just want to give kids hope that you know you could become something. Try to try to be, dream big. Don't think small. I mean, don't get it wrong. It always has to be a it has to be a man to pick up the trash. It has to be a housekeeper, you know. Right, everybody cannot be the leaders, you know, but at least try to become their leader. You know what I found? I used to say stuff like that, too, come on. And then you know what I realized? You only have to say it to people that believe in what you believe in, because everybody mm. don't believe in what you believe yeah. in. Everybody don't want these big cameras, the big lights, and these big house. I had to realize that, too. So what I'm saying don't mean shit, you know what I mean? That's just me probably like me hear myself talk. Yeah. And wouldn't believe that I can help people, that I could be somebody or something. But in other people, why is he working so hard? Why is he putting too much pressure on himself? You know what I mean? Why can't he just take it easy? That's, you know that we all don't have that drive. I sometimes I really think some people are selected to become special people are picked. Everybody's not. Everybody's not going to be like us. You know, well, you were special, huh? You were different. How, how am I special? And the guy that that doesn't excel, not special. That's look what I'm you have accomplished. Every every I, look, you know, look. I think everybody is. We all. I think God selects people, man. Presidents are selected. Leaders are selected. I think. You know, I think we all not going to become. President, I think presidents are chosen, whether it's by God or something, you know. Especially, at, how about those that come and they die at twenty years old, at, at ten years old? Everybody has a, has a, a purpose. So why do you think they died at twenty? Maybe they were just maybe they, was, they, they were just here to serve a short little purpose, and their time is done. You know, I think God has a, God knows when we are going to go. Yes, I think we've all been selected to do different things. We have for different reasons. That's how I feel. You know, I think um, God is going to use me eventually to, you know, to bring kids, you know, to teach children. That's, I think that's my main goal. Eventually, I want to, like, I want to go back home and open up, like, a rec center and, and do something for my country. Like, so I'm, I'm more interested in children. I would like to, I hate to see kids I go home and I watch him playing soccer with like grapefruit instead of a, a soccer ball. I'm like, no, I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for the children. That's my plan to do the next year or two is go home and build some rec center, something I can help. I can't save a whole nation. I can't save the world. I'm no, not maybe you could. Spider Man, whatever you could. the fucking superhero is. Maybe you could save the whole world. Yeah, whatever you believe in your mind. If you believe you can do it or you believe you can't do it, you're right. Henry Ford. <laughs> yeah, I think so, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm going to save the whole fucking world, Mike. You just have to be um, committed to do it. Some people think they want to serve the, um, save the world, then they realize, no, this is not what I want to do. 
If you think you can save the world, just try to hug it right now. <laughs> try to hug it and see how right. successful you'll be. You know, the world's going to take care of itself. You know, you can't change the world unless you're prepared to change yourself. And if you're prepared to, we don't want to do that. We want to change the world, but we don't want to change ourselves. We're afraid to face ourselves. We don't want to do that, but we want to change the world. That's, that's what human beings do. They want to be known for changing the world, but they, they don't want to change themselves. They don't want to change yeah. themselves. So you think I just start changing myself, like try to find, settle down, find a woman, a wife first? No, no, I didn't say none of that. I just said, so keep uh, fucking bitches, just be no, me. Yeah, that could be cool too, but really find out why you think you want to serve, save the world. What do you want back for in return from saving the world? I want nothing back. Um, think about it. I just want to save the children. Save the children? Why? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I, it's a it's it's a part of my heart that has love for kids. I just I don't know. I like to just I just want to because it's so innocent and just you know kids are so wrongfully. But I just want to I don't know just something with me and kids. I just want to save the children. I want to see every kids in the whole world happy. God will take care of the kids. The world will take care of the kids. Through people. He uses people to do things, you know? I might be one of those, man. You could be. Who's this giant you got over here? God, you big as hell. What you eat, people? No, he lost a lot of weight. He's very small. And he found it the next day. He's very small. (laughs) Ah, that's a big motherfucker. (laughs) He's a man of love. Jeez. Right. My bodyguard quits, man. I'm... I'm coming to give me a call, motherfucker. Right, that's what I'm talking about. He's gonna love your enemies to death. <laughs> that's right. Well, Jeffrey Epstein probably wanted to take care of the kids too. Who's Jeffrey Epstein? Um, he um he's an asshole, pedophile. Oh my god! I don't know anything about him. I just know people talk about people. I think people that does wrong to kids, uh, I don't know what what should be done to them. I have no idea. Something but, bad. Huh? Something bad. Oh, something really bad. Like the Jeffrey, uh, what's the guy's name? Sandusky. Jerry Sandusky. Jerry Sandusky. Oh, what a fucking loser. Yeah, it's dark. He's dark. actually, he's, he's actually, his heart is darkening my fucking complexion. This guy is a fucking demon. Yeah. God yeah. still gave him life. What was his purpose then? Ah, gosh, man. You know? Well, you know, the devil has powers too. Don't, we can't put everything on God. You know, you know, Satan was an angel that that God sent down. Like God fired him. Like you know what? He still had power. So we can, you know, the devil has power too. He could work through people as well. I don't know. I look different. God said, "Let there be light." So once He gave the order, "Let there be light," He's accountable for everything. I don't know. I can. I think He leaves some room for us to make some kind of decision. Think about no, it. He's I mean, accountable. Let's for go about the, the whole apple, the fucking apple. If Adam even eat the apple, we, it'd be a whole different thing. He gave us choices. At the same time. And sometimes we just make the wrong choices as well. You know, but Satan has power too. He's Satan, just as God has godly people, we have demonic motherfuckers out there. I don't know who created Satan. God. He was an angel. Yeah. God didn't know he was going to flip on him. <laughs> God didn't know he was going to flip. God gave him power and he fucking used it for but something. God, should, God had to know he was going to flip before he gave him the power. <laughs> He was using as an example. Had to know <laughs> I don't know. I I try my best not to judge God. That's one person that I fear is God. I don't judge him. I, you know, I don't question him. Do you pray? 
every chance, whenever I get a chance, every chance I get, I'll, I'll thank him. You know, I, I mean, I've been blessed, so I got to. I know it, it comes from above. I know it's not. Why it have to be him? You don't think it's a woman? Why does God have to be a man? Uh, whatever he is, I, I mean. I'm, but why would you think primarily he was a man? I, I, I mean, I read the Bible, so the Bible said he was a man. The Bible was written by men. But the thing with religion to me is that you have to have personal experience. You cannot go saying Jesus is and God or Muhammad, what you know, Allah. You have to have personal. You have to feel this yourself. God had. All you have to do is ask God to reveal Himself to you. Like I think the reason why I have my so belief is Christian. So what are you saying? Do you say I, I, the Bible for real? The Bible, the truth. Regardless what the Bible, like you know, years ago, my mother, like I said, my mother was an evangelist. She traveled the world preaching the gospel. As wow. a kid, that's what I knew. That's what I followed. That's this and that. But at some point in life, you you know, you have to. God has to reveal Himself to you to let you know that He's real. That way, you know that we're just not going by what people are saying. And I personally feel like he has revealed himself to me, and I know he's real. So, and and when he came to me, I, you know, he didn't have an bra or nothing. So that's why I figured he was a man. He didn't have. How did he come to you? He came to you in your thought, didn't he? Thoughts, dreams. It's like vision. So yeah, so I have my own personal relationship with God. Like my mom churched me my whole life. So when I got old enough, I'm like, you know, I had enough church. I don't even go to church. You know, because I have a personal relationship with God. Whenever I want to talk to God, I get on my knees and I talk to him, you know. So, my, yeah. My, I think it has to be personal. It's it has not, to be. It has to be personal. All that church stuff. You know, don't disrespect for those who go to church, you know, worship. It's fine. You know, but me, have that personal relationship with, with, with God. Have it with him. Talk to him. You know, you don't need people around to do that. I just think, um, my opinion, mm-hmm. I just think church and... The mosque or what else, the synagogue, what else, I think that gives you the, the first perspective of God. Regardless of where you take them from there, mm-hmm. that's going to give you the first perspective. Correct. And that's going to, and that's going to be the, um, the most opening experience of your life. Correct. You know what I mean? And then eventually you, you think of it, you put your perspective in and what you feel from your experience and what you're learning. And then you may take God to the universe, you know? Have you ever seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? Many years ago. Is it a movie? What is that? It's a movie. Stanley Kubrick. Is it porn? What is it? It's a very famous science fiction No, it's not porn, porn but it's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, so in that, it shows the first scenes. It shows very early man, even monkeys, barely walking on two legs. And it shows different tribes fighting over water holes, killing each other over resources. And then one day... This fucking obelisk appears. And it's just a giant fucking monument that appeared out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you watch this movie and it's fucking crazy. It's way out there. You start there, you end up, you're going out into space with these fucking guys, and this robot is killing everybody. And then one guy goes on his own personal journey into maybe a black hole where he sees his birth and death. But the obelisk, to me, represents every man's experience of God. Because at some point in our lives, we have this epiphany that there's something greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
you know, whatever that is. I don't know. Maybe it's a life and death experience. Maybe, you know, for some people it's seeing their first child born. For some it's ODing. For some it's getting their ass kicked, you know, being in a horrible accident. But we all have this experience in our lives that is our own personal proof that there's something that higher so than us, that is so you know? Right. And I think it's innate. It's innate in man. You know, we talk about it all the time. I think it's so interesting. You know, Mike and I have been doing this podcast for a little while now, almost a year. Yes. Almost a year. And it's really evolved into talk about God, talk about death, talk oh. about spirituality. And, you know, the more we sort of unravel and unfold in it, it becomes more and more clear to me that spirituality, your sense of a higher power is an innate aspect of being human. You know, I don't know. I mean, you, I don't think your life is very sustainable thinking that you're the top dog because if you're the number one guy, that's a fucking, that's a mountain of a burden to hold. You know, if you're the guy that's supposed why, to be in charge of Why do we believe that we want that? Because we want to be godlike. Yeah. Until we realize everything that comes with that. Cool. Just be the greatest person you can be. That's what you have to do. Yeah, you just know? be the best person you can And be. I think having a higher power, this idea of striving to be godly, this purification process that we're all in, is about... You know, it, it leads you on that path, you know, of striving for personal excellence, whatever that might be for you, you know. And like you said, man, I totally agree. People, everyone has a purpose and there's a purpose for, you know, your local high school janitor and there's yeah. a purpose for the trash man. Like, man, if we didn't have those people, we'd be fucked. We'd be, we'd be drowning in shit. Yep. And the thing about you know? it is that you could become successful in anything you could be a trash man and make a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars a year absolutely absolutely and that's you know and that's that's why whatever you do just try to be the best of that you know yeah and you know dude i really respect that your personal feelings on you know relationships and not feeling like you want to be married yeah for me it's the best way well, it's, of course. I mean, and, and me as a man of God, <laughs> that's, the best, that's the way I should be going as well. Well, you know, you have to ride the wave, man. You See, know? I was different in a way. Like, the wave. I had to be married because I didn't know how to live my life. Yeah. I, would, I don't know how to fucking live. I, what the fuck am I going to do by myself? No, really, can you imagine me by myself? I'm going to be going, I'll be in back, I'm in back page calling prostitutes all night. Because you can't be alone. You probably the reason why they can't be alone. It. He's probably the reason why they shut down Backpage. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably so. Well, the new Backpage is Instagram. Like, I can't. I can't it's believe. I can't believe. Well, I really couldn't be alone. Yeah. I, mean, I got this big ego, but I'm afraid to be alone. Isn't that crazy? I can't be alone, but I'm somebody. I'm a bad fly motherfucker. I should just love talking about myself, but I can't be alone. at that prostitute or somebody, anybody to talk to me. Somebody. That's why I feel like my woman got to be. My, 
<laughs> well, you gotta, what do you want to be? <laughs> Mike, you got to open your mind to it, man. No, no, no. Uh, trust me, I have. I, I mean, last Well, week. here, let me say one thing that I noticed. Mm-hmm. And I was staying quiet just as an experiment okay. earlier. Usually I ask questions. I'm more involved, but uh, off the jump. But I just, for, for fun. Okay. Um, you know, you say, and, you know, it's probably funny and it's a guy thing too. To call women bitches. Right. You know, and say, yeah, I fuck a lot of bitches. Well, you know, bitches, if you keep calling out for bitches, that's, what you're gonna that's all you're going to get. Yeah, true. You know, no woman is going to come into your life, you know? Just bitches. Just fucking bitches, you know? And that's that's fine if that's and what you want. some bitches are real cool. Yeah, okay. some cool bitches. You know, and I'll some tell you the other bitches. thing mm-hmm. is that as men... Yeah. We got the real We got the blunts. The blizzard. Now we're going to smoke and talk to the African. Fucking African. Zach Hickman with the blunt. <laughs> Purify excellence. The blunt. We're selling the oh, blunt. That's, a, that's like official this. blunt? Yes, perfectly rolled. Zach Hickman. Smoke, nigga. Hmm. You know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. There we go. What's after this? Cocaine, motherfuckers? No, we don't do that shit, bro. We don't do that shit no more. We're striving to be the best us we can be. Yeah, take him on the hit, nigga. That's a bitch-ass hit you took. <laughs> you ain't even inhaling. You're just letting it come out your mouth, man. Yeah, come fuck, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you. Come on, nigga. Don't be that way. Man, you smoking like you smoking a peace pipe or something. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a peace pipe? Not a- it's a Native American... <clears throat> Huh, Native Americans be no. looking out for people. If I, water. <coughs> if I die on set, motherfucker, I'm sorry. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. <coughs> Fucking crackheads. The weed's infused with love, bro. Isn't it beautiful being on the set? Sometimes you say, fuck, I'm on a set right now. People go see me do this fucking movie. I'm going to get more pussy, I fuck, like, more in my, money. I fuck in my green room. Like, well, not my green room. Like, right backstage. Okay, I've done that many times, too, but that's going to get old, too. Right, All yeah, this is going to get old. It's going to be like, what am I going to do in my life? It's time for me to raise these fucking kids. I got what school these kids are going to go in. You know what I mean? What teachers do I want these kids to be affiliated with? It comes, that's, that's when life hits you. We're not talking about fucking no more. Yeah. We're talking about a little bit less. <laughs> you know what I mean? All that, all that, all that gets put on the, on the fucking um, the back burner. Believe it. I never thought I'd stop thinking about fucking bitches and fucking a whole bunch of bitches when I was 21 or 22. Nobody, I would have bet all my life savings that I at 50 years old, I'll still be talking about fucking bitches. I would have bet everything on it. I would have lost everything. But I would have bet everything that I wouldn't have stopped fucking bitches at 52, 53, whatever I am, you know? Well, he's done. You married that, right? Yeah, yeah but that didn't, I didn't give a fuck. I was too selfish. I didn't give a fuck about no bitch feeling. I didn't care about my daughter's feelings. I didn't care about nobody's feelings. I want my shit. What I want, I want. Fuck them. I had to be humble. They ain't going to stop. No, man. Fuck that shit. And you know, man. You talk about it a certain way. As men, we objectify women. There are things to be possessed, things to be devoured, you know, and you perpetuate that mindset, and it starts to fuck with you, really. And, and deep down inside, we might think, find out the, uh, things that, might hit them, that they might be better than us, and we can't have that. And it becomes more and more difficult <laughs> can't have that. to bring a woman as a human being into your life. That's all I'll say about it. It's the last thing I'll say. But you know what? I don't even fucking care what you do. Mm. Have a ball. As long as you're having fun. Mm -hmm. And like Mike said, you're being honest. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. You know? 
Yeah, I'm having fun. I don't whatever, I, whatever you want this ride to be, man. And whenever know? a woman started like fall in love, I, I let her go because you know I'm not about to be your boyfriend. <laughs> well, that's honesty. Yeah, don't fall in love, motherfucker. Why not? If I try to fall in love, I do something crazy, make fall out of love. Like, do really? come come and visit me and see another chick at the house. I'm like, oh my god, I can't fall in love with this guy. You know how miserable you gonna be if you never fell in love. How what miserable? Yeah, that's true. Uh. Uh, that's you're not a man until you fall in love. Yeah, that's true. Trust me, I know. You no way. You know, if you think you're a player, you're not a man until you fall in love. That sucks, huh? That's real talk. That sucks. That would suck. Hey, I mean, it, I mean, like I said, right now it's gonna take a really special woman to make me fall in love. Hey, man, call out, call like out special. to her right she now. Be, she has to be a bad ass, just the baddest chick on earth. You ready for baddest this? Body. What? I want you to repeat after me. Yes. I, I, Michael Blackson, Michael Blackson, am open, I'm open, and ready, I'm ready, to receive, to receive, the woman, the woman, of, of, my, my, dreams, dreams, boom, do you know who that is, no, feel it, feel it, in your dreams, you have to know who she is, no, no, I have a vision of her, just like, there you I, go. I have a vision of everything, that's it, you just put it out there into the universe, bro, I have a vision, she's probably like in another country somewhere, obviously. Like you do affirmations, yeah, I do that every morning. Yeah, it's gratitude affirmations. Yeah, what do you say? And I thank God for my amazing life, my hands, my legs, my heart, <laughs> my experience with love, my ability to think, my ability to reason, my ability to have empathy, my ability to be humble. At periods in my life that I believe that I'm humble. That's powerful. It's bro. a lot of stuff. Every chance I get, like especially when I when I go on the road and I fly and I land, since I get home, I get on my knees, thank God for that safe flight. Thank uh, you know, I give thanks to God every chance I get. When you were a kid, mm-hmm. what did you want to do? Well, kid isn't like high school kid or like. I'm a, saying the first time you were conscious of I want to be this. something. Gosh. You know what? I was always, as a kid in Africa, in Africa, I, I, we were always fascinated by airplanes. Yeah. Yes, because we always see like, oh, my God, look at the plane. I wonder what they're doing inside. Mm. Oh, my God, they're eating inside that plane. It looks like fun. I always fascinated by plane. So I wanted anything to do with an airplane. I would be a fucking flight attendant. I don't care. I just want to be in that fucking sky. And like it was a party going you wanted on. to be on a fucking plane. I want to be on a fucking plane. As a kid, but then when I came to America and I was going to school, you know, I wanted to be an accountant at one time, and I wanted to be a doctor. But then I'm like, doctor, you have to go to school, college for like 20 years. I don't have that kind of time. I need to make money and take your family right away, you know. And then God said, I have something else for you. You're going to become an entertainer. See, How did that happen? Hmm. What did God do? What, what did God put in you front were funny. of you? Yeah, what made you believe you were funny? Uh, you know what? Um. <laughs> So, like I said, I came to America. Kids make fun of me every day. What brought you to America? My mother. My mother just brought okay. me here. She was an evangelist. She traveled the world. And when I came, the kids clowned me. I was a very shy kid. Very shy. They made fun of me every day. You know, I, I barely knew how to defend myself. You know, these American kids are hard. Vicious. Vicious, vicious, vicious man. You know, yeah. you're an American kid. You was vicious, one. Yeah. He's probably one of those bully motherfuckers. At one time. <laughs> yeah. 
Assholes. They don't care about your feelings. Assholes. God, no heart. Hurt, the more they can oh. hurt you, the more they laugh oh, at you. Oh, my God. It was just I used mean. to be made fun of because I was fucking bigger, chubby. Bigger I, did, I was bigger than everybody. Yeah. I had this fucking tooth, a baby tooth that never came in. So it was like I had one big adult tooth and then one little oh. tooth. I barely smiled until I was probably 18. Man, it was tough. I went through hell. Ooh, yeah. You my know, fucking bet. voice made fun of my voice. Now it's like, fuck all y'all. Yeah, I got this voice, bitches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're superpowers, bro. You know? Exactly. I use everything that's said against me to eventually make me who I am today. Now, how did it start? You know what? Fashion. I'm right. I'm, I'm look. I look very, very normal right now. Usually, I dress real crazy. You look fly all the time. as fuck. I look. Like those a bump. Gucci to me, pants I, or those Gucci pants? What kind of nah, pants? Not are? Gucci pants. I can't wear Gucci right now. Gucci, Gucci's been boycotted by blacks. Really? So really? I'm still, I'm still boycotting they still Gucci. still boycotting that shit? Still going, when did that they, start? I think they made you it You didn't like, know about the whole blackface thing? They made a blackface. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. That's right. So, yeah, I don't do Gucci. I do I do a lot of Versace and Roberto Cavalli and mm. um, Dolce Cabana. But, like, today I, was, I left the barbershop. I had to come straight here. But... I'm into fashion so much now because as a kid, back in Africa when I was a kid, right, you know, kids only cared about a guy with brand new clothes. We have new clothes yeah, on. in America too. Same shit. All right, same shit. Yeah, That's how it was. Brand sure. new. But America not only has to be brand new, it has to be a name brand, name which brand. I didn't know that. Yeah, name so I came brand. to America. My first day of school, my mother takes me shopping to McCory's. Remember like McCory's and Woolworth? Very well, yeah. Woolworth, all the stores, right? Where do you go to New York? No, nah, this was in Newark, New Jersey. Jersey, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. Same shit. McCurry, Woolworth. Yeah. She took me there. Even Pathmark, the grocery store has sneakers back then. Mm. My mother bought my first pair of sneakers next to some chicken. She bought wings and chicken and bought my fucking sneakers. My sneakers was called In Action. That was the name of it. it cost her six ninety nine. <laughs> wow. Bought me a shirt, a dress shirt at McCurry's. We call those rejects. Back there, rejects. They Is that what it was called? Rejects. They call Bobos. Bobos. Rejects. Bobos. They make your feet feel fine. Bobos. Rejects. They were I Bobos. Yeah, same shit. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? So here I am, my first day of school. I got on my oh brand new God. sneakers in actions. Cost $6.99. My shirt cost about $5. Pants $6.99. I'm wearing a, a whopping $28 full outfit. Beautiful. But I, mean, I went to school. With new clothes. I didn't care. I'm, I'm like, I'm about to get bitches. I have new clothes. So I get to school and the kids like looking at me like, every, you know, first day of school, kids got the Pumas on their Nikes, Adidas. Uh, I got on my in-actions. And the kids like, damn, what the fuck you wearing? I said, what you mean what I'm wearing? This is brand new. Nobody ever wore this. This is new. They said, yeah, but it's not Nike. It's not Adidas. I said, motherfucker, it's brand new. Dude, yeah, man, I got roasted so bad. So now I know. America, now you have to have That's new clothes. It has to be name brand. So I'm out during the summer, the following year, I got a job selling candies door to door. This one guy used to take a bunch of black kids to the rich neighborhoods, and we just lied to them white folks. Like, hey, I'm here with the United Youth Corps, staying out of trouble, buy this candy. Lying like a motherfucker. I, I was not here for this. I'm here to make this fucking money. Right. He's, he bought these candies for like $50 a box. Yeah, yeah. Have us sell it for $3.75. A bar. <laughs> Three seventy five, and we make seventy five cents out of every. This guy was a pimp. This nigga was pimping us. He gave you a job. He gave me a job. 
He did give me a job. I was making about seventy-five dollars a week, and I had to like I'll give half the money to my mom because that's what all Africans we have to do. We have to like give half our money to our mother to help pay rent and bills. So I'm saving the other half during the whole school year. I finally saved up. I don't know eight hundred dollars. I went school shopping, got me some Adidas, Wrangler jeans, Lee jeans. Go to school, all of a sudden now, they respect me because I have a name brand. Yeah. America is so materialistic. Yeah. They respect me now, they show me love. I'm right, it's 15 years old. I remember this game, my first kiss. I remember this girl, Tasha, something. She's like fat and ugly now. <laughs> but I remember she, that was my first American kiss. You know, because I had on Adidas and I'm wearing name brand. So, but by the time I came to Philly, I knew exactly what it took now. So when I came to Philly, I went through all the abuse already in Newark, New Jersey. I came to Philly as a new person. I'm dressing fly as hell. And in Philly, I was delivering pieces of Domino's. That's what, that was my job. I delivered pieces. I was making about $30, $40 a night in tips. And I worked every day, money through whatever. you know. And I go to school, fly as hell, chains on. Everybody thought I was selling dope. They had no idea I was selling pepperoni and chovies and fucking sausage and ground beef. They thought I was selling, because back then, anybody that was dark-skinned with an accent, you was Jamaican and you was a drug dealer. They thought I was a drug dealer in high school. They had no <laughs> idea I was fucking dealing thick crust and thin crust. Now, who was, what, what, that, that was the shower posse back then, remember? Those guys? Yep. They came to New York and New York and all those cities. Yep. So when I started the dressing fly. Posse. Jamaican guys. Yeah, Jamaicans. Oh, oh. When I started dressing fly, that's when I started clowning other people. Like, what the fuck you wearing? What are this and that? And that's how the comedy started. Mm. And then when I was, um, during the time I was still working at Domino's, one of my coworkers was, uh, he was an acting teacher at the Community College of Philadelphia. He said, Mike, mm. you funny. He said, let me help you write five minutes, go on stage, go to open mic. And that's how I started. What was tougher, Jersey or Philly? Oh, Jersey, <laughs> Jersey was tough. Philly, yeah. by the time I got to Philly, I was, it was much really? better. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newark, Jersey. Yeah, Newark is like. It's a motherfucker. Yeah. Just coming into the airport. Baghdad is it make Jersey look good. Fucking zoo. I mean, Jersey make Baghdad look good. That's what the fuck I mean. You know what the fuck I mean. You know, just in this fucking the weed is fucking person. me up, man. You don't give me drugs, motherfuckers. It's got... laced with LSD. Brother. Oh Jesus Christ! Can this clean it? See you later. Um, Can this clear it? Yes, please? yes, it actually will. It actually will. You're fine. It's all good. You're okay, bro. <laughs> it's all good, bro. So what what movie are you trying to get in out of this? Wait, so did you guys were you guys on Meet the Blacks together? Yeah, but he was Oh yes. Yeah, different scene though. Yeah, different oh, scene. Oh, so you didn't We just did part two. It comes out like February. That's yeah. dope. It's got Cat Williams and you know, it's just dope. Um Epsy. I have a cameo in Commit to America too. Dude, yeah, is wanna, that film I want to go to that. This wow, is we, done I'm already. flying to Atlanta on Monday. It's done. They're When's still it coming out? Next year. August they're still of, shooting? Are they still shooting? They didn't start yet. Oh, I yeah. want to be in that yeah. fucking movie. Call Fuck Eddie. yeah. I just saw Eddie at the fucking when I got um, on. Call this Eddie. Yeah. Call Eddie. Dennis. He's supposed number? to be down here. He's supposed to want to do this show with us. Yeah. We got to get him on. Call Eddie. Dude, mm. come Tell to America too, bro? You gotta be on that, Mike. Anything oh, because I think, and and you'd be great in that. Then you go, they go back to that barbershop scene. You'd be a great scene for you to be in. Oh. I agree with you, bro. He's so good. That's dope. They're gonna make it happen. It's called Eddie. We'll make it happen. 
Something we'll put it out there. Yeah. So that's that. I'm um I'm working on potentially a reality show like my version of Flavor of Love. But the only difference is I'm gonna take the women that I pick to my village in Africa and let the villagers decide who's best for me because I'm oh not good at picking God. out my fucking women. Really? Yeah. You like that idea? <laughs> yeah. But those, what they're going to have to do, so all those girls are going to be back in Africa, right? Yes. And so what happens to the other guys in Africa? They need the tribe guys try to hit on the girls to see if they're No, they just, it's just mostly like, you. no, nobody allowed it. No, they just pretty much going to be, Man, that's take them to the task. Not. That's what I mean. They got to see if they're loyal to you. They got to try to hit that on them. That is true. That'd be a good idea to see yeah. if they're loyal. Offer them a couple of cows, a sheep, head the sheep, or you leave this motherfucker Michael for like 40 sheep or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an excellent addition. Oh, fucking water buffalo. You make an appearance on my show? Fuck yeah. Riding a water buffalo. <laughs> no, but listen, right? You know what, you know what fucked me up, though? Because when I was um, watching Africa, I was watching some, some parts of Africa, and these motherfuckers tamed hyenas. I would love to have a tame hyena. That would be off the hook. And the hyena's so strong, he carries them on the back like a horse. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, hyenas are badass. Yeah, and you know, have a hyena. You have the pet, you know, in the, in the wild, they don't look that buff, but if you feed them every day like a dog, they're massive. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, they're monsters. Hyenas are amazing. I saw a video of a pack of hyenas bringing down a gazelle or something. Eating it alive. Right? It fucking grabbed it by the belly, ripped its guts open while it was still, still running. Alive, eating, right? Motherfucker. We're going to talk about a beast. They don't play. They don't fuck around. All they know how to do is eat. It's just a frenzy. <laughs> do you think more crazy than a tiger? Excuse me? More crazy, more intense animal than a tiger? Yeah. Really? Because they eat you alive. Animals, a tiger's going to kill you in like three minutes. He's going to kill you and then uh, eat you. A tiger would kill you like three and seconds. then eat you. Yeah. Three seconds? <laughs> Separate your neck, spine of your neck, snap it right in half, boom. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Mike had fucking tigers, dude. I don't fuck with. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm scared of the zoo, man. I'm scared they're going to snatch oh, me you up. Well, you. you don't how? You don't stand a chance. I mean, I, I didn't. Like, where people you think you're from Africa, there's animals walking around. My neighbor was not a fucking elephant, motherfucker. Yeah. We don't have <laughs> animals walking down the street That's to grocery that store. Nah, you got yeah. to like the safari. You have to go like East Africa and see shit like that. Like you're from Ghana, right? I remember Jerry <coughs> Rollins, like Barry, right? Huh? That Jerry Rollins, JJ Rollins. I remember him. He used to be president. I remember mm-hmm. when he was president. He was a player, huh. traveling with all his people and stuff. Yeah, JJ Rollins, good. Even one of my good friends, a president of Liberia now, um, George Weyer. He's he used to be a soccer player. He's now the president of Liberia. So shout out to him. But yeah, man, it's, it's it's a whole new. It's a. It's just Africa's a, on the rise, though. Oh, they definitely are. They're on Especially the rise. China's investing so much money in Africa, mm-hmm. so much fucking money. It's just a new fucking world over there. Have you been there? Have you been to Africa? No, I really want to go. You went right? Have you went? I've been to South Africa before. I've been to Algeria before. Okay, you went. It's on my list. You didn't get to make West Africa. No Nigeria. No, no Ghana. No, no Nigeria. No Ghana. What? No. What are the best places to go? So if I'm taking, to, I want to go. See Africa. Mm-hmm. You gotta go to Ghana see the slave huts. Yeah, the and slaves. Uh, wow. Yeah, castles. Go, yeah, and slave all that. castle. Go to Ghana. You know, if, go at least go pick a country in each part. Okay. Okay. You, if you want to West Africa, go to Ghana. Okay. Go to East Africa, 
You do Kenya or Ethiopia. Okay. <laughs> Either oh, I was in Ethiopia. Okay. Got a history. Yeah. Kenya also is pretty decent. Uh, and if you want to go north, you know, you, you want to probably hit Egypt. I mean, yeah. I, I just came to see the Egypt. pyramids. And then, awesome too, but then there's some shit at the the walls of Zimbabwe. You see, ooh, it's been there for this so long. They think aliens built it. Really? Yeah, they can't even date Probably how old did. it is. Probably did. Africa's so old, yeah. they can't even date it. They said it was 5,000 years old, so they found a country under Turkey that's 9,000 years old. Older than that, you know, we don't know how old this world is. How can man. Do you know about. God. Do you know about the Dogon tribe? In West Africa, <clears throat> I'm not. Let me look him up. Yeah, look it up. How you spell? D O G O N, Dogon tribe. Well, these people, every year they have a cannabis festival, and they celebrate when aliens from the Sirius stars brought the cannabis plant down to their tribe and said, this will bring you peace. And they have cave paintings of it and all that shit. I believe someone had to bring this shit back. Why am I liking this shit the way I like this shit? And like you said, man, like people, you can smoke a joint with a bunch of guys and they'll be hugging each other by the end of the session, you know? Guys who are in a disagreement, it brings peace, it takes the what, edge weed? off. Yeah. Especially if they don't come with no bad intentions. Yeah. They came to you know, see what's going to happen. Even if they did come with bad intentions, if they came and said, I don't like this guy, and then you start smoking a joint together, passing it back and forth, that would ease the tension, would relieve it, bring peace. How old are you, Michael? 44. I'll be 45. Yeah. November. You look great, man. You look super Thanks. young, like 26. Thank you very much, man. Yeah. Black don't crack, especially Fuck real no. black. It's beautiful. Thank you. Broke black? Real black, extra black. <laughs> the, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. And I never, I was, you know, I never like, no, I didn't smoke much. But I mean, smoking keeps you young, right? I mean, definitely. How long you been smoking? All my life, really. For real? Okay, yeah. yeah, you look good. What are you, 90 years old? How old are you? I'm 50. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you got going right now, man? So you cut, you're getting ready for coming to America. Yeah, coming right. Shout out to Eddie Murphy. Dope. Shout out to Akon. Eddie. Shout out to TMZ. All those guys got involved. Akon's involved? Well, no, this how you, how I started was this. So Akon did an interview with TMZ. And Akon said, hey, you know, we should try to get at least a couple of real Africans and come to America. Definitely. So, so what happened was TMZ caught up with Eddie Murphy, and he said, hey, Akon says you get a couple of real Africans to come into America. Oh, wow. And Eddie said, well, I know one funny African, Michael Blackson. Boom. So they, you know, then he said, hey, find a way to get, Eddie probably said, find a way to find a place for this guy in this movie. I don't care if it was one scene, two scenes, get him in this movie. And that's what happened. That's dope as hell. Shout out to everybody that got him to help. Campaign to get me on the movie. That's Akon, of course, Eddie Murphy, and TMZ. Shout out Hell to those three. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. And can't forget the Almighty God that makes it all possible for oh, me. Oh, God, please, Lord <laughs> Jesus, help me. Fuck, man. Do you have any questions for Mike? Oh, man. Fuck the same, man. <laughs> or me. You, you know what, me. Mike? There was a. I, I go to Vegas quite often. 
There was a there was a guy out there that was saying he was your brother. Have you heard that before? Oh yeah, this God. nigga man oh from like God. from from yeah, yeah yeah. He looked just this like you too. He got the tattoo tattoos. That, this motherfucker, right? Oh. You have no relationship with that. No relation with no, that guy. Fuck no. no. This bitch motherfucker. <laughs> He he, I'm when I first met him. He, he was so convincing because he looked almost like you. I know his name is Clifford. Is that his name? Yeah, he's from like Louisiana Clifford. somewhere. Clifford, yeah. So I'm a one time I, I went to Dreyer's, and you know he came follow me. So I was with um, he said who's that? I said well that's Tyson's brother, right? And somebody it was somebody that knew he said Tyson oh, got no, no fucking brother. Nah, my brother's a brain surgeon. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, since after that happened, I was like, motherfucker, who the fuck are you? My brother fucking. Yeah, he's using your. Nobody didn't know that he's he used your, That guy, he used your likeness to like get props uh, in Vegas. I mean, he was getting. Name? Your real brother? Oh, I don't even want to say he might be mad and shit. So you have one brother? Yeah. Okay, and it's not that motherfucker. He's a brain surgeon. No way. That's so Yeah, funny. that fucking idiot. This man. fucking guy. You heard about him too? No. Yes, That's, I'm, I'm totally a guy. I'm gonna it. find a picture this of this guy. Tyson look alike. Oh, it's him, right? Yeah. Yeah, look it up. It's fucking. It's fucking. Clifford. Gonna follow it up. Clifford, what's his last name? This motherfucker, exactly. Oh, look up, look up, Michael Blacks and Eddie Murphy. Look that up. Gary Owens going at it, huh? Yeah, yeah. We went. I'll be. I'll be for a lot of. Eddie Murphy, you could see that whole thing that I was talking about. Michael Blizzak. That was a whole TMZ made a whole story on it. Eddie Murphy is open to Michael Blackson being cast and coming to America. He didn't too. say yes. That was exactly. He didn't yes, say yes. This motherfucker. But you're in it. But he he made it happen. In. He made it happen. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. It's one great scene, but I'm going to make, I'm going to stretch that scene out. They're going to be like, cut. I'm like, no, the fuck I'm not. They keep filming, motherfucker. I'm not done yet. It's dope, dude. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hotboxing with Mike Tyson. Check out our badass merch on hotboxingpodcast.com. Great merch. Until next time, I'm Evan Britton. I'm Mike Tyson and... I'm Michael Blackson. You want to fuck us. Boom! Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast, and I want to take a minute to talk about DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick of the 2018 draft. Definitely has not gotten the attention of high-profile lottery picks Luka Doncic and Trey Young during the early going, but he has been excellent and a key part of the Phoenix Suns being on the precipice of the NBA Finals. Ayton is presenting a matchup nightmare for the LA Clippers that Rudy Gobert simply was not. Gobert is a wonderful player, deserving Defensive Player of the Year, but Ayton puts more pressure on opposing defenses. He's used his size mismatches for offensive rebounds, and he's also been able to contest shots around the basket and make life hard on the Clippers there too. So it is a huge performance for him, averaging... 
20 points, 13 and a half rebounds through the first four games of the series. And it's been so exciting to see a physically talented player really come into his own on the brightest stage so far of his career. Hi, this is Daniel Rue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the pro basketball, hockey playoffs, and Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.net has all the action. Basketball, the playoff battles continue as their teams make the run for the championship. America's pastime is in full swing. And let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup. BetOnline has you covered. If you love golf, MMA, championship boxing, they have that too. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports, the news, scores, and odds. So head to the website, use your mobile device, and bring home the game with BetOnline.net. 